Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden right here in New York City. And today's the day the impeachment is starting. But first, what I want to talk about with respect to impeachment and Jen Psaki and all of it coming together because she kind of her job is now to be press secretary, but she seems to be just running away from the media, whether it's on the Keystone Pipeline and all the jobs that are being lost or immigration. Irrespective of whatever it is, they run away. They're not willing to tackle things head on. Now, here's the interesting thing. Conspiracy is one of those things that you hear a lot about on the Internet, whatever side of the political aisle you're on. If you are, you know, um, right of center, you've heard the conspiracy theories um, that are all out there. You've heard them on the left. Now, the latest conspiracy theory that's from the progressive side is Trump is crooked. Trump, the handcuffs await you, orange man bad. The minute you come out of office, they're going to slap the handcuffs on you. Remember that one? If you don't, I do. And guess what? It was BS. Trump left the White House. He didn't even pardon himself, which it was arguable that he had the uh, the power to do to pardon himself. He pardoned others. Guess who wasn't waiting for him when he left? He left on Air Force One, flew right to Mar-a-Lago, and has been playing golf. No jail time for Trump. Now, of course, similarly on the other side, there was, oh, they're going to lock up this one. They're going to lock up Obama. They're going to lock. Come on, please wake up. We've talked about this throughout, throughout. I remember last December, not this December that just passed, December 2019, I talked about why they would never lock up Obama. People, you know, they push back. Oh, no, no, you just don't see it yet. You're not there yet. Okay, I'm not enlightened, whatever it was. I'm not awake. That was the term. I'm not awake. Uh, the uh, On the right side, we say awake. On the left side, they say woke. <laughs> Bottom line was, I was right. I've been right all along. And the reason I'm right is not because I'm incredibly intelligent. That's not it. It's because I've seen this stuff before. And I know how this works. And there's something called honor amongst thieves. Right? If you, if you sell crack on one corner, there's another guy selling crack on another corner. You're not going to go and uh, typically you're not going to go and rat out the guy on this corner because you want to be able to sell crack on your corner. Or that may be precisely why you rat him out as long as you have assurances from the police that they're going to let you continue to sell your crack. Corporate example, you got it. You run a store. This store is doing great. You have a competitor. That direct competitor is now in financial ruins. You have the ability to offer them a lifeline, uh, a line of credit, bail them out. And then, in effect, in effect, you own them. Because you're holding their note. So that's something that applies the same way in politics. You're not going to have all these guys that come in here that are worth, you know, 100 grand, 50 grand, 300 grand. uh, They're worth as much as their house can be sold for. 
and they leave Congress and they're worth 100 million, 150 million, if not more. It's an incredible hustle. These guys make money hand over fist. They learn a lot and they make a lot of money. So what does that have to do with impeachment? Well, the point is with impeachment, you've got people that are siding with the Democrats because this isn't a partisan team sport in many ways. This is about we the people versus them the government. And they want to take over. And that's the problem. They want to come at you and me and take as much as they can by way of taxes so that they don't have to work. Joe Biden's probably one of the most classic examples of this, if not Clinton and the Clinton Foundation, of how they just rake in money through the power of their office, which is one of the reasons I was always uh, attracted to the Trump candidacy and his campaign and his presidency, because he kept it real. He came in with money. Matter of fact, lost $2 billion in the four years he was there. Who does that? Trump does. And it's because he believes in America. He believes that sometimes you have to give up a little bit in order to move forward. One time I was listening to Mayor Rudy Giuliani, and he said something about you. Ha- we need people that are willing to sacrifice their career, people that are willing to sacrifice to help America. Well, guess what? That's exactly what you need, and that's exactly what Trump did when he took his supermodel wife and left his Fifth Avenue penthouse and marched himself down to Washington to serve you and me. Because guess what? He wanted to make America great for the rest of us, again, because he realized we'd gone astray. We'd lost our way. So here we are. Now you have the swamp, we the government, them the government, versus we the people. And now they want to impeach Trump. The reason... I think that they have such a, as the great one Mark Levin would say, a hate on for this guy is because they need to show something. They need to say, hey, yeah, there's a trial. I told you he was a criminal because they they hyped it up so much all along the way saying, you know what? He's going to be arrested. He's this. He's a Russian agent. He's all. None of it was true. It was all a bag of lies, a hot, flaming, burning mess. But people bought it. So now they have to go through with it. Trump killed people at the Capitol. Trump did the insurrection. Trump did this. He's a murderer. He's horrible. Every coronavirus death is on his hands. You name it, we're going to blame him for it, and we're going to do it publicly. And we're going to have wall-to-wall coverage of this thing on C-SPAN so that everybody can see that he's going to be our punching bag for the next 16 hours, right? So uh, I guess 8 and 8 or 4 and 4, however they're going to split it up with the with the Democrats. And that's how they have it. So each side now has 16 hours to make their case. Eight hours each team is what I'm going to figure, the Democrats versus the Republicans. Or I should say the president's attorneys, Mr. Schoen and Mr. Castor, versus the impeachment managers, Jamie Raskin and all the others. So what happens here? Now, the other day, you guys know that by day I am a radio superstar here on Talk Radio 1071, 77 WABC. But by night, I am a talk radio producer superstar. And... I'm with the Mark Levin Show, and I say all of that in jest. But I was getting um, ready for a segment with Mr. Castor for for the great one and spoke with him offline for a couple of minutes. And one of the things that we discussed was how farcical this impeachment is. And he had a lot to say. So I want to get into that. I also want to get into uh, what's going on specifically with some of the population with respect to what we can do to help. So keep it locked right there. We're just getting started. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. 
This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, welcome back, America. Bienvenido, everybody. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S on all the social media. We talked about impeachment, and I want to talk about this cancel culture business because they've canceled Parler, the uh, social media, actually my favorite social media, because it was so easy to engage with people. Unlike Twitter, where you could put something out and they kind of filter you and uh, what they call a shadow ban where you're banned, but you don't know it. And I think that's uncool. But cool is when you can put it out there and you have followers. And let's say you have you know tens of thousands of followers. They see it and they actually engage with you and you're able to really get through. And and that was something that they didn't like. I remember right before they finally put the last cancellation nail in the um, cancellation coffin of Parler. I think I got 9,000 followers in that day because they said they're going to take it down and people were joining like crazy. Now, what's interesting is Parler's still working its way to coming back and it's having its own challenges. The Democrats are uh, definitely trying to continue to be on top of them, asking them who their creditors are. They're doing everything they can to make it difficult, just like they're doing to President Trump with respect to the I guess media beating they're trying to lay on him to say, hey, look, we got him. We promised you we were going to get him after he came out. We were going to get him. We're going to lock him up. We're going to throw away the key. And that's what they're trying to do. So now we also have last Friday, good guy Lou Dobbs. Now, Lou Dobbs from the Fox Business Channel has the highest rated opinion show. Now, us opinion guys, we stick together. I have a lot of respect for Lou Dobbs. And I look at what happened to Lou Dobbs and I think to myself, this is part of the problem. It started back in, I guess, December when they started putting labels on his program and and different type of uh, disclaimers and all this stuff. And, you know, disclaimers make people feel safe in certain ways. I don't know why. There's not a disclaimer in the world that actually matters because it doesn't make a difference. You've got to be dumb or retarded to think that everybody thinks hegemonically the same way. It just doesn't work that way. So when you turn on the TV and you hear, you know, back when, let's say, Bill O'Reilly, our colleague here at WABC, he used to be on Fox. People knew that O'Reilly's opinions were O'Reilly's opinions. And the reason that they tuned in in such huge numbers, and he was the king for like 15, 16 years of that 8 o'clock slot, was precisely because people wanted to hear his opinions. They weren't going to Fox News looking for what they would hear from Al Sharpton or Rachel Maddow. They weren't going to Fox News because they wanted to hear a diversity of voices. They weren't going to Fox News because they wanted to hear every single side of the story. They were going to Fox News at 8 o'clock to hear from Bill O'Reilly, the O-man, and for him to say, you're a pinhead. That's what they wanted. That's what they got. And that's why it worked. No need for disclaimers. Everybody knew that was O'Reilly's shtick. Same thing with Hannity. Killing the game. Decades upon decades. So why is there this now this incessant need for labels and disclaimers? Well, it's because people, they, they, they threaten you. You know, it's the same reason people started blacking out their social media for, for George Floyd. Listen, if you want to black out your media for George Floyd, that's fine. I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. I'm just saying don't be bullied into doing that. If you want to do it, you do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't do it. Just because somebody says you have to take a stand against something, otherwise you're complicit, doesn't mean that's true. We saw all summer long they were coming and they were forcing people forcefully, violently, forcing people out of their cars, st standing in front of cars, telling you, hey, you got to get out of the car. And when you got out of the car, you had to get on your knee and raise your fist and say that black lives mattered because you had to prove to some crazy mob that somehow that was legit. And if you did that, that meant you were in solidarity with them. 
I think you can be in solidarity with anybody you want without being forced out of your vehicle and maintaining your dignity, maintaining your free will. But that's not how the left operates because the left has always been very fascistic. Now, you tell me. You look at the crazy MAGA people that people like to say the MAGA. When did Donald Trump ever go in somebody's face and say, get on your knees? Okay, folks, get on your knees. Raise your fists. Chant MAGA. MAGA. Say no to China. No, that never happened. He doesn't believe in fascism. Trump never did that. Trump used the National Guard and federal agents one or two times, and it was the biggest deal ever because they knew of all the presidents we've had in the last half a century, guess who didn't start any new wars? That's right. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct, sir. Donald Trump, El Trumpito, Donaldus Magnus, the 45th president of these United States, El Presidente. But yet he's still the bad guy. So now you look at all of that and you think, man, they did Lou Dobbs dirty. Now, they did Dobbs dirty because he was doing well. So, of course, they want to go after him and they want to say, we're going to cancel you. We're going to go after your subscribers. We're going to go after your listeners. We're going to go after your viewers. We're going to go after your source of capital. Any sponsor you've got, we're going after him so that you will not have the right to say what you want to say. And we're not necessarily defending hate speech here, right? It's not hate speech to say that he didn't agree with uh, the way that the election was handled or the way that the discrepancies were not addressed by the courts. None of that stuff is hate speech. And guess what? Even if it were, and I'm listen, I'm the first guy. I, I, I can't stand Nazis. I don't know anybody that likes them, but I know I don't like them. But you look back at the case law we have in the Supreme Court. You've got people that the Supreme Court has protected their speech, saying that just because it's hate speech doesn't mean you're not allowed to do it. The Supreme Court has protected uh, organizations like the um, the the crazy one with the pedophiles. What's it called? The North American Man-Boy Love Association. That's a thing. How is that a thing? I don't know how that's a thing, but that's a thing, and they're, they're protected. That speech is protected. The people that practice uh, Wicca, the Wiccans, they believe in witchcraft. I don't agree, but guess what? They're constitutionally protected to do that. But somehow, if you say, and it's in my opinion, based on what I've seen, looking at the numbers, it looks like something might be off about this. Not only do you get disclaimers, but now they want to cancel you. They want to sue you for billions of dollars, and that's what it is. So now they're using, um, let's call this legal fascism, right, or you know, courtroom fascism, where they're going to sue you and try to sue the pants off of you and smear you along the way just for not agreeing with them. Now, listen, everybody has a right to do what they want to do. My point is, this is the problem we have where when we don't stand up to the cancel culture. And like I said, one day they're going to come for you. And this is the problem. Dobbs getting canceled. The Mike Lindell video. Mike Lindell put out this video that uh, I, I tried watching some of it. It's really long. I think it's almost three hours long. So I wasn't able to get through it. You know, it's one of those things I woke up and then it was like it ended. I was like, oh, crap, I missed half of it. But, you know, a a lot of good points were raised, points I've heard before in the hearings with Mayor Giuliani. And I guess there was some new stuff towards the end that I didn't get a chance to view. But the point was this stuff is known and it's reasonable. But people are afraid to talk about these things. And they're afraid because it's it's, uh, unpopular and, and people are afraid of litigation. And the litigation is used to silence people. And this is a, a common tactic in the business world and in the political world. So it, it doesn't mean that it's illegal or it's unconstitutional, but it does go against the spirit of the First Amendment. It does go against the spirit of why we even have free speech. And that's what I speak to when I talk about this is I want to stand up for everybody. 
I've invited lots of people to come on this program, not the least of which AOC, All Out Crazy, my least favorite congresswoman from the Bronx and Queens. I invited her over the radio. We've emailed her office. I even saw her at the Puerto Rican parade where we were both marching. And I said, hey, congresswoman. And she literally looked at me, cut her eyes at me, rolled her eyes, and then jetted across the street. She doesn't want to engage in any type of debate, any type of conversation. But I invite that. Because I don't want to censor anybody. I don't believe that we should censor people. Censoring people is the wrong thing. Now, people are going to push back and say, no, Rich, the problem here is that it's only censorship when the government does it. No, BS, Bravo Sierra, that's not the truth. Censorship comes in many shapes and fashions. And this is part of it is what we're seeing. You know, and all I can help think when I look at all this stuff is, you ever notice how the Washington Post and the New York Times don't come with a fake news warning label? Even though we know they have fake news. Never. When you have their climate propaganda. Now, people might say, well, Rich, you can't be a climate denier. And I say, no, no, no. It's not that I'm denying climate. It's that AOC told me and the rest of the world at least two years ago, maybe more, that in 12 years we were all going to die. Now, I think we should all know that's not true. But no warning label on AOC, no warning label on AOC's tweets. That's the bottom line there. Now, of course, that's not what the free press is about. So people always ask me, but what is it that we can do? What is it that we can do? How do we how do we get things done? How do we move forward? What is it that I can do? All I can tell you is this. I used to make some good cash in the private sector. I got out because of personal reasons. My family, my dad, my, my dad was ill. My mom was ill. I was able to take some time off, so I did. And when I came back, I said, I'm going to come back and do what I want to do, things that I always dreamed about, and it's going to cost me a lot of money to do it. And not because I have to pay for things or anything. I mean, they pay me for my opinion, but because I'm going to lose money making it somewhere else. And that's when somebody tells me, listen, I'm a truck driver. I support my family. I support my kids. This is what I do. I tell them, listen, sometimes you got to take a risk. Sometimes you got to do something else. So up next, I want to talk about Stephen Baldwin from the Baldwin dynasty of actors in Hollywood. From Matza Pizza, New York, right, as Curtis Lewis says. And, you know, something I can tell you about Stephen Baldwin that you may not have heard in a lot of places, that Steve was a missionary building orphanages in India and other places in the world. He's engaged in the culture war by making films that address the issues of the day. He got involved in politics just like I did when it wasn't popular. He supported the president, Donaldus Magnus, El Trompito, El Presidente, when it wasn't popular. And I think you look at that and what's it cost him? It's cost him his relationship with Hollywood. And what's he gained? Heaven and earth, right? Don't move a muscle. Don't touch that dial. I'm Rich Valdez. Keep it locked right there. This is America. This is America. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S. And it's my pleasure to bring in our next guest. We were just talking about the importance of, you know, kind of living your destiny, doing what's right. And... This is a guy that, I mean, some of you guys know him as Barney Rubble. Other guys know him as McManus, uh, the usual suspects. I mean, he's OG in the Hollywood game and left the whole Hollywood game behind. Some of you guys know him as the uh, father-in-law to the Beebs, dad to uh, amazing children and his wonderful wife. I know him as Stevie B, Stephen Baldwin. He's an all-around great guy, a guy that I respect. Why? Not because he makes movies, but because he's built orphanages in India to help where no one else was helping. 
because he's stepped in for veterans when that was necessary. And he's put his Hollywood reputation on the line to do all of that. He's not ashamed of his faith in the Lord. He's not ashamed to do what he believes is right for his family. And that's why I give him a lot of kudos. That and the fact that I was given this really cool presentation with the Secretary of Homeland Security in Washington, D.C. at CPAC last year. And a moment later, my phone goes off. I see somebody tweeted a video of me giving the speech. Who was it? Stephen Baldwin. As I was looking at it, I looked up and then he was standing next to me. That was the last time I got to see Steve Baldwin. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Stephen Baldwin, how are you, sir? Uh, Richie Valdez, it's uh, once again uh, a great, fun, wonderful pleasure to be with you on your amazing program. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. And, you know, we were talking about a few things. And I know when, you get, when you're when you in Hollywood and you're an actor and you got all these different things going on, there's always things you're working on, projects you've got, but everything's under lock and key. Everything is top secret. So I know you can't talk about things, but it's my job to try and pry as much of that information out as I can in our little uh, on-the-air interrogation. So let's talk about Joe Biden and impeachment. I know that you can't talk about Biden. So so tell me, so tell me more so about funny. what you can't talk about. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Uh, okay, so but let, but let, let me throw you under the bus a little bit, Valdez, really quickly, which is... My pleasure. You, you know, people, <clears throat> the nice thing about being with you, and thank you for such a very sweet introduction you but the nice thing about being on your show is you said it when we talked a couple of days ago about you know coming on the program this i said rich it's nice that i can have friends in media in re- radio there are people i can trust where i can go and go hey you, you, you want to hear what i'm doing you want to talk about this and rich it's your fan base it's the people that listen to you and support you and understand you're all about all of those very same things. You're all about all of those very same things you said about me. Which so, and that's why you got your show, and it's as successful as it is. And I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. I'm saying I like coming on your show because it's real. We can have fun today. I want to have fun. Uh, we're, we're we're hopefully going to talk a little bit about <clears throat> our current president. Yeah. Uh, who re- ready? This is the thing, Rich, we got to do periodically throughout the interview, which is we have to remind everyone, this is the episode of the Rich Valdez Show with Stevie B, where we're going to have fun, people. We're going <laughs> to have a little fun. We're going to lighten up a little bit today. It's snowing. Put on the fireplace, and let's have some fun with Joe Biden. Go ahead, Rich. What do you want to know? <laughs> so, I mean, we're looking at, obviously, the, the, the big elephant in the room today is Joe Biden. You know, I think of it like real estate, right? Let's look at it in a Trumpian way. And you know Trump better than me. Obviously, you worked for Trump, and you got fired by oh, Trump, it's, right? It's, You're fired. Uh, Stephen, I love you. Trump- You're fired. It, it's more Trumpian now than ever before. Please continue. Yeah, so... I'm looking at I look at what's going on with uh, and I call the president in in all affection and respect, Joe El Baboso Biden. And now I think Joe El Baboso Biden is is in error here because he's 
tacitly signing on to this impeachment. And the it's kind of like if if you lived somewhere, you know, I lived in Trump Tower. Then I move out of Trump Tower and I buy, you know, a big house in Alpine, New Jersey next to Puff Daddy. And now I'm there. And then all of a sudden Trump comes and says, OK, Richie, Vee, here's what we're going to do. We're going to be evicting you. And I say, but sir, I don't live there anymore. That's what they're trying to do to Trump. They're trying to kick him out of office, but he's not president anymore. How does that work? Well, I think when you're Joe Biden, you know, and you do things the way these folks are doing it uh, and you have any true sense of what that is and what that's all about, you know, Joe Biden. Um, here's where I'm going to have some fun with you, Rich. <laughs> I'm kind of kicking back now. I'm going to pop it into neutral and let this whole thing kind of roll for a little bit. <clears throat> here's why. Mm-hmm. Here's why. I, I, I think the bigger – here's the fun now, Rich. I think the bigger story is – this president has confirmed the real truth about QAnon. Can you believe that? <laughs> Joe Biden has actually signed an executive order that mentions the organization QAnon, mm. which, which means now this president is the first president to acknowledge that QAnon right. truly exists. And it makes so me think this, this, he's very afraid. Of QAnon, or That's he is my QAnon. Point, Rich, <laughs> Rich, Rich. Yes, sir. I think you might have made the greatest revelation in WABC radio history. Oh, Joe Biden might be a little concerned right now, brother. And we could talk to Curtis Lee about this too. We could bring <laughs> Curtis in on this in the future for some uh, confirmation on this. You know, C- Curtis has a couple opinions about this too. Oh yeah. I wonder what Curtis Lee would say if 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 all things might be pointing to Joe Biden is Q. What if Joe Biden is Q? And now he signed an executive order saying that, you know, these QAnon guys, we got to keep an eye on them now because, you know, even though they're not real, maybe they are real now. So just in case they are real, but even though they may not be real, let's keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. Maybe it is, you know, but maybe so, it isn't. But he did it. In an executive order, Rich Valdez. Mm. So that's that's kind of that's the. I can't believe Don Lemon and all these folks aren't just you know jumping all over this up it's in arms. It. Yeah, yeah. Because in addition to that, I mean, especially if we bring Don Lemon into the picture, I'm sure somewhere somehow he could view this as somehow being racist. Unless Don Lemon is Q. <laughs> now there's a theory I'd like to pursue. <laughs> see, see, you know what I mean? So. You know, you know what I'm saying? Now, here's the best part of this conversation, Rich Valdez. The, the humorous thing to me is there's all kinds of people that have all kinds of perceptions of what is right, what is wrong, what is real, what is truth, what is untruth, what is constitutional, what is not constitutional. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line here, Rich Valdez, is the Constitution isn't just a piece of paper. Yep. There are people who have given their lives for that Constitution, and there are people who have put their hands on Bibles, and by faith, by faith in the Almighty Creator and the God who founded this country and this world. See, now's when you start. Now's when the liberals start. To, oh, you the can't blood is boiling. God. 
<laughs> you can't say God founded America. How dare you? Can't, can't say it. Uh, but, now but, you're going to get a disclaimer put on you, sir, and so am I. Well, <laughs> We're going to get disclaimers. Well, These guys well, believe in God <laughs> and America. Somebody cancel them. I'm, after all these years working with Rich Valdez, we used to get dissed. Now we're getting disclaimers. Okay, I got it. Yeah, no problem. I'm cool with that. And sadly, that's the truth. And this is the culture war that we're in. And I talked about the culture war a little but bit the, earlier. But the, hypo- the hypocrisy, Rich. Oh, the absolutely. Hypocrisy. It's astounding. The with some of these people going to churches and sit down and fold their hands, God bless them. God bless them. But the hypocrisy is, and this is why I love Trump. This is what, because now even the voters are seeing who voted Democrat. Now they're seeing, gosh, you know, 40 executive orders in three, four weeks. I mean, <laughs> maybe the guy uh, is planning to do some things we, uh, we, we weren't uh, quite so sure of. Constitution, smonstitution. We're still here chopping it up with my buddy Stephen Baldwin from the Baldwin Dynasty, Hollywood royalty. And we're going to talk about, we're going to try and talk about and pry out of him this top secret new movie that he's working on. We're going to get more about that and some other projects because I just came off of Newsmax TV about a half hour ago. And I'm wondering, is there TV work coming down the pipe for Stephen Baldwin? Well, without further ado, Stephen Baldwin, welcome back. Rich Valdez, thank you very much. Hey, um. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, it, it's funny you should ask, Dr. Valdez. Mm, yes, of course. Uh, there's a movie that we've done a while back called Church People. We got a comedy coming out called Church People. Mm. Uh, that, that's a movie made by Mike Lindell, My right. Pillow, Mike Lindell. Boy, Shout is he in Mike the news? <laughs> is he in the news with his absolute truth, Mike yeah. Lindell? And um, that, that's seeing some pretty wild numbers. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, 22 million people have viewed that Absolute Truth movie on uh, his website, which is pretty wild, if you, if you ask me. Yeah, um, sounds like it. So Mike, fun- Mike funded this little Christian comedy we did a while ago with a gentleman named Thor Ramsey uh, and a, a director named Christopher Sean Shaw. It's called Church People. It's coming out in the next couple of months. Uh, it's really a very unique Christian comedy. It's kind of about the wackiness and zaniness that occurs with mega church churches and all of their antics. And it's got uh, Billy Baldwin and China Phillips and uh, Joey Fatone and Donald Faison. It's got uh, an amazing cast. Well, tell us about it if you're allowed to, or will they have to kill Uh, you? No, no, no. It's, It's basically the story of a youth group pastor who kind of goes out on tour writing books and becomes famous, uh, comes back to his megachurch, and the senior pastor's kind of flipped out and gone a little crazy with some of his wackiness and zaniness as far as his events he wants to do at the church. So he plans to do a real crucifixion. Mm -hmm. So now the movie becomes, how does the church go into completely whack job mode to try to talk this senior pastor out of this event? That a lot of people, I mean, it's completely over the top. You know, you, you got to think John Hughes kind of comedy here, you know, back from the 80s. Uh, but it, it, if you ask me, it, it's got a little bit of like if you did The Office at a mega church. It's a little bit like that. 
Yeah. Now, again, I'm not going to confirm or deny that I've seen the trailer to this film. But if I had seen it, I would say that it was really, really funny. And this pastor that you're talking about, talking about, you know, uh, the next big thing. It's kind of like today's media in many ways about how they go zanier and crazier each time to, to get more attention. And it seems like he's on right. that track in this movie. And I found it really interesting because to me, it really just exemplifies the culture wars, we just, they're all over right. the place. And I really do right. admire the fact that you get out there and you, you make it humorous. You make it something that you can get people around, get people into a theater if we ever get to go to theaters again. And uh, they can watch this and say, oh, wow, that's another way of looking <clears throat> at things that I might not have considered, in particular because the media is forcing a different story on me. What I think is really serendipitous about the film Too Rich, church people movie, the, the church people comedy that we've put together, one of the biggest reflections and messages in the movie is the youth pastor played by Thor Ramsey keeps saying, hey, guys, it's, you know, faith isn't about getting crazier and crazier and trying to draw more people to the Bible. Faith is about the Bible. It's about getting back to the simplicity of the Bible, the original thing that, that got us to our faith that restores us every day, the living, breathing word of God, the, the thing that George Washington put his hand on, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it just, it's just interesting. And the timeliness of right now in America, I think more people are reflecting on how, wouldn't it be nice to kind of get back to some of the old ways, so to speak, you know, and so on and so forth. You know, great point. And just on a quick aside, because I have ADD, you mentioned George Washington and the Bible. And I've actually seen the George Washington Bible. It was downtown here because, you know, the United States Capitol was downtown on Wall Street um, 150 yeah. years ago. So it was on sure. display as uh, one of the exhibits for a while. And I went and I saw it. And I was like, wow, how cool is that? George Washington took his first inaugural and all that. They did that right there, which was uh, pretty cool. But so going back to the movie, we've got the movie. Uh, the movie sounds fantastic. Again, I, I don't know if I've seen this trailer or not because everything's a secret, but it's a very funny trailer if I have seen it theoretically. And <laughs> what I, what I, along that same line of questioning is, you know, as a, uh, producer in radio for one of the big guys out there, the great one, Mark Levin, I, I've, I've amassed quite a Rolodex of people that I get to talk to, as you might imagine. And I have a lot of really good sources and some of my sources have indicated to me that we may be seeing your face on television doing something. And I might know more than that, but I may not let on that I know more than that. So what are you willing to say? Spotlight on you. Well, you're a very intuitive man, Rich Valdez. Yes, uh, you're, you have great uh, Latino wisdom. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's funny you should mention this just because, uh, yeah, and I, I, I kind of, egged you on about this uh, when, when we talked a couple of days ago. But right now, Rich Valdez, I have been kicked back for quite some time. You mentioned when you introduced me, I kind of steered away from my normal secular Hollywood career and started doing a lot of Christian stuff, you know, uh, preaching the Bible with skateboarders and doing all kinds of different stuff outside the box. And, mm -hmm. and for me now... With, with, with kind of what I want to do going forward as a content creator and a filmmaker and a writer, and I've written some books, and, you know, now I got a granddaughter. I'm, you know, I'm really blessed with my first granddaughter. Congratulations. Iris, and, and my 
daughter, Alaya, and her, her, her husband, Andrew, and, you know, my wife and then going out to L.A. and spending time with our daughters and family out there and just enjoying all that. But simultaneously, I've been developing some concepts, Rich, about, for example, uh, I did a show a couple of years ago called The Great American Pilgrimage, which was kind of a, an RV tour across America, just interviewing people about America. But it was light and funny and goofy and, you know, friendly and it had some heartfelt moments and this. Well, and, you another- know, just to chime in, that that's Stephen Baldwin, for those who don't know. I, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, you're Hollywood, you're this, and you may be all those things. But you are a very lighthearted, um, uh, quirky Borderline goofy like me, where you know you have a good sense of humor and you, and you enjoy to have a good time. And I think when you're able to put your true self on display, people really find that authenticity appealing, and that's what makes these shows and these programs so uh, successful, in my opinion. Well, I got thank you. I got something in development right now with uh, uh, basically a conversation that's quite serious happening right now with one of the news networks. Um, I'm very excited about that. Uh, that that's going to be uh, kind of I, I can't really give you too many details, but there's a very cool me and a buddy touring America idea that we're seriously talking with the news network about. And then there's another idea I have that's uh, basically uh, if you could do kind of a conservative Joe Rogan, if you could do. Kind of like that. Stephen Baldwin's version of like what I think life is about in my world and my opinions and my perspectives and whether that be, you know, skydiving to politics to hunting to Second Amendment to whatever it is. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's I got these ideas that I've been cooking for a while. And now I think Rich is maybe the time and the door may open for me to. Come on out of my little Christian closet. You know, I've been so bashful and shy, Rich. <laughs> yeah, of I course. Think I'm gonna, I think I'm going to come off the farm now and uh, have something to say uh, with, with a couple of new shows. And We'll see. I'm praying about it. It's looking good. We're talking about it. And the timing's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a conservative Joe Rogan, I think, uh, is something that there's definitely an appetite for, I think, across America. Because people... Uh, you know, obviously, he's had massive popularity, and he's you know an independent, oh, no, and, and he Rogan's goes different amazing. ways on different I, topics, uh, and when he's I, terrific. When I won, when I won Fear Factor, how many people can say that, Rich Valdez? When I won Fear Factor, it was with Joe Rogan. Okay, well, Ben. Yeah, but let's let's really take a look at this. How many people can <laughs> say they've won Fear Factor, been fired by Donald Trump? They are Barney <laughs> Rubble, Viva Rock <laughs> Vegas, and they are the usual suspects. <laughs> I mean, that that's a pretty good one. I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed man. Well, we got a couple of minutes to go. I want to get as much out of you as I can, since I know you're, you know, uh, you're under lock and seal on everything. Everything's top secret. You've already revealed that, in fact, Joe Biden may, in fact, be QAnon himself. So we're not going to let that out over the air. Oh, God, you're, you're really going to get me in trouble today. <laughs> oh, that's what wow. if the New York Post is listening. To, that's that's the headline. Baldwin t- goes with uh, conservative Latino. Biden is QAnon. I don't know. Disclaimers are coming. That's all I can say. But what, oh, what else do you have working Rich. in the pipes? What's what's coming down the pike that we can uh, look forward to before uh, we bid you adieu? Um, well, well, that's pretty much it. Uh, you, you know, the, the stuff I'm developing, uh, I have more of the same charity veteran stuff coming, more uh, 
Christian stuff coming that you'll, you'll be seeing. I have a Christian clothing line that's going to be coming. That, uh, but, but not. I don't mean to say that like I have a Christian clothing line. Like, like yeah. you know, like everybody, like everybody else coming out with something that you know is like whatever. I, I, I really been. I've been in my prayer closet, Rich. Uh, I've been getting a lot of heat on Instagram from people because sometimes I post these videos of me praying about stuff. And the, well, how listen, dare you? Are you talking about well, God again? Well, yeah, we're going to have to cancel you, and we're going to put a disclaimer on that. But here's the thing, brother. Here's the thing. Here's what I love. And this is what I love about you, too, bro. And, you know, you really are, because when you, when you really do walk by faith, people feel it. It's undeniable, Rich Valdez. That's why you have your reputation and I have my reputation, because only by our faith can we walk in the humility that lets us keep it real, Rich. See, you and I aren't celebrities to the people that, like, we vibe with out on the street. Mm -hmm. To them, we're, like, real. Like, we're going to stop, take the time. How you doing? How's your family? Like, you want a coffee? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's the thing for me, that uh, uh, I want to stay sticky to that. I I don't want to win Oscars. I don't want to win Oscars. I want to be real on the street with these people. So you know what? So one day they're walking down the street. They go, hey, man, there's that T-shirt that Baldwin's doing that's going to bless farmers in India or it's going to bless our law enforcement or it's going to bless our veterans. That's, that's, That's what Rogan does. Rogan keeps it real, and he's not even doing it for faith. He's doing it to bless people and do charitable things because he's got the platform, but he's able to do it and be successful because he keeps it real. You know what? And that's all we can do. I, I, in keeping it real, I have to tell you, I'm very concerned about the, how we move forward in America, politically speaking, not spiritually speaking. What is, you know, 30 seconds, what are your views on how we move forward politically in America? Well, prayer is the number one thing, bro. You -hmm. know, prayer is the key. Not, not everybody, uh, walks the same walk of faith and and believes that as as hard or well as others. But, you know, if you read your Bible, God hears these prayers and he answers them. So I think prayer is the key. And then the other thing is trusting God. You you know, listen, it's not going to take this administration and and what's happening. You know, I don't want to get all uh, smoking. Smoke and mirrors on you here, bro. Just meaning, if you look at world history, God always makes the corrections God needs to make in order to continue to be the almighty ruling over this planet. So I trust in God. I trust in God. I'm not worried. That constitution is going to stay right the way it is because God is on the throne and he is the almighty. Perfect. We'll leave it right there, everybody. That's Stephen Baldwin, stephenbaldwin.com. Steve, thank you for joining us today on This is America. Thanks, Richard. God bless. God bless you too, brother. Now, you know, one of the things that uh, I think of, and I I appreciate everything that Stephen Baldwin had to say, and not once have I or any other person that I can think of in in my walk has ever said, you know what, we're going to cancel people. We're going to stifle them. We're not going to let them share their message. But yet that's what people on the left want to do to us. That's why I say forget about these disclaimers. Forget about the censorship. I've never censored anybody, and I hope nobody censors me. Hasta la próxima. Until the next one, America. you got to stand for something because if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for you to do nothing. 
I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.